You're listening to the Philly Young Adults Podcast. Welcome back to the Philly Young Adults Podcast. My name is Josh. In the studio with you today, Tommy is behind the glass. And I'm here to bring you another truth bite or a short devotional thought for your ride to work or whenever you choose to listen to this today. Um, Today we're going to be in the book of James chapter 2. So if you're looking at the Bible, you can take a second to do that. While you're turning to the book of James, maybe you're thinking, where did you come up with that cool name, Truth Bites? Well, it took a lot of thoughts and brainstorming. Props to my wife, who my lovely wife, Anna, who helped us um, come up with that name that we're we're super proud of. But anyway, uh, let's get down to business. So we're going to read James chapter 2, verses 1 through 13, on the subject of the sin of favoritism. And uh, this is not something we always think about as sin, the way we treat others maybe unequally or discriminate, because we might sometimes think of it as a lesser sin or, you know, adultery or murder is worse. But uh, James is clear, among other things here, that this is sin. It's something we need to look out for. So let's read James chapter 2 together, beginning in verse 1. My brothers and sisters... You are believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, so treat everyone the same. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and suppose a poor man in dirty old clothes also comes in. Would you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes? Would you say, here's a good seat for you? Would you say to the poor man, you stand there? Or sit on the floor by my feet? If you would, aren't you treating some people better than others? Aren't you like judges who have evil thoughts? My dear brothers and sisters, listen to me. Hasn't God chosen those who are poor in the world's eyes to be rich in faith? Hasn't he chosen them to receive the kingdom? Hasn't he promised it to those who love him? But you have disrespected poor people. Aren't rich people taking advantage of you? Aren't they dragging you into court? Aren't they speaking evil things against the worthy name of Jesus? Remember, you belong to him. The royal law is found in scripture. It says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you really keep this law, you are doing what is right. But you sin if you don't treat everyone the same. The law judges you because you have broken it. Suppose you keep the whole law, but trip over just one part of it. Then you are guilty of breaking all of it. God said, do not commit adultery. He also said, do not commit murder. Suppose you don't commit adultery, but do commit murder. Then you have broken the law. Speak and act like people who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. Those who have not shown mercy will not receive mercy when they are judged. To show mercy is better than to judge.
The book of James was written at a time in the ancient world when there was a great deal of social tension. You would have been treated very differently depending on how you were categorized Jew and Gentile, rich and poor, male and female, master and slave. Does that sound familiar to you at all? Think about it. We are more divided now than ever in our current American culture. Democrats, Republicans, upper class, lower class, city dwellers, suburbanites, old, young, trans, homosexual, Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, millennials, Gen Z, and the list goes on. This does not mean that all class distinctions among humans are bad, necessarily. There are certain God-ordained relationships that are meant to be respected and recognized, like citizens and government, employee and employer, child and parent, just to name a few. But the more divisions we have, the more tempted we are to show partiality, or favoritism, as James says, to one group over another. When it comes to the church, we are supposed to leave all those barriers at the door, and that should be reflected in the way we treat each other as brothers and sisters who have been made to be one body through the blood of Christ. That's not always the case, though, is it? In fact, this podcast began a few years ago because we noticed an alarming amount of disputes and contention in the church, especially on social media, over various cultural issues that we won't get into today. So let's take note of a couple important facts James establishes in the first verse of this passage on the subject of favoritism. First, notice that this warning against favoritism is specifically directed to Christians to my brothers and sisters, he says. This was clearly a struggle in the early days of the church, as it still is today. Secondly, to treat certain groups of people more favorably than others is a misrepresentation of the heart of Christ. Christianity and partiality don't mix, James says in verse 1. They are like oil and water. James goes on then to give us a couple of reasons why it's really ridiculous for Christians to act this way. First of all, favoritism is sin. It's a violation of the royal law, which tells us that we are to love our neighbor as we would want love shown to us. And who is my neighbor? Jesus taught that your neighbor is anyone who is in need. Now you might be thinking, but wait, what's all this talk from James about the law? Doesn't the New Testament teach that Christians are no longer under the law? That's true. Christ is now our pattern, not the law. We are no longer condemned to death for violating the law. We are under grace. However, nine of the Ten Commandments are repeated in the New Testament and the teachings of Jesus. In fact, we are now called to a higher standard than the law required. Jesus said, if you have anger or lust in your heart, you have already committed murder or adultery. We're now called to abide by the commands of Jesus as a way of life walking in the light, walking in righteousness. We're no longer under the law of bondage. We are under the law of liberty, James says in verse 12. The law of Moses required you to love your neighbor, but did not give you the power and condemned you if you failed. Under grace, we now have the power to love our neighbor and will be rewarded for doing so. You don't do it in order to be saved, but because you are saved. Not due to fear of punishment, but through love for the one who died and rose again for you. 
We're also reminded in verse 5 that God has chosen the poor and weak of the world to be the inheritors of his eternal kingdom. Not the poor only, but those who are poor in this world are more often rich in faith compared to those who possess earthly riches because the wealthy tend to put their trust in the security of their money rather than in God. James says, think about it. Those people who you are tempted to view as poor and lowly are God's elect, his heirs. How foolish it is to treat others with partiality who we will be standing with one day, ruling and reigning on earth as kings and priests. So here's a good test for us today. Do I treat everyone with my words and actions the way I would want to be treated? With no exceptions. Do I only seek out fellowship and friendship with the people I prefer to? What if God looked at us that way? Praise God, he did not. He is not a God who shows partiality, Acts 10.34. He delights in mercy, Micah 7.18. He has no desire that any should perish, 2 Peter 3.9, but gave his life on the cross for anyone who would come to him in their spiritual poverty and sin. If I do not show mercy to others as he has so graciously shown mercy to me, I am not walking in the light as he is in the light. Finally, remember the words of Jesus in Matthew 25 verse 40 when he said, Anything you did for one of the least important of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. In other words, as one Bible commentator put it, the way we treat the least lovable believer is the way we treat the Savior. Well, thanks for listening today, guys. Hope this was an encouragement to you and an exhortation to continue to grow as we're all growing in our relationship with God and seeking to love others. If you have questions or comments about today or have suggestions about future topics that we can talk about, on our Truth Bites, send us your emails at ya at ccphilly.org and we'll see you next time.